Welcome everyone to another episode of the F-Sharp podcast presented by Harmony Wealth. In this episode, Adam and I discuss compound interest and how it can change your life for the better just by knowing how to take advantage of it. We hope you find this episode helpful. Please like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Sharp Podcast, presented by Harmony Wealth, a podcast geared to educate you on all things financial. Co-hosts Tanner Bortnam and Adam Henning discuss various financial topics presented in a consumable and entertaining manner. Tanner is a certified financial planner, JD, and financial expert, while Adam is a marketing professional and small business owner. It's time to harmonize. Sit back and enjoy the episode. Your future self will thank you. It's the middle of March. March Madness is on the way. Uh, spring is on the way as well, If depending on where you're at. Uh, I know I'm excited about that. March is a busy uh, month for me and a lot of fun events with friends I'm looking forward to, uh, including one important event with Tanner. Uh, Tanner, what is that important event or fun event? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we have The Bachelor. Fun and important? Oh, uh, yeah. Got The Bachelor Party coming up here in... A uh, couple weeks, yeah. So, yeah. Anything planned for that, or or? Well, yeah. I mean, you're going to be there, big, right? <laughs> right. Nothing yeah. Big, right. Just going to Vegas. Yeah. No deal. Yeah. Little golf, a uh, little gambling, watching some March Madness. So should be should be a good weekend. Tried to tried to plan it so that everybody coming has something to do. You know, I know some of uh some of my friends don't like golfing, so they'll have March Madness to watch, or they can go gamble or whatnot and other you know other friends coming don't want to really gamble so same thing they have golf to do if they want to do that or march madness i think everyone will like watching march madness for sure i feel like i bring up weather every time every episode but i'm excited <laughs> to escape and get down to a warmer weather but also the first time i've been to vegas sans family so that'll be yeah interesting yeah. and fun so. should be should be a good time Yes, um, we're excited about that. I'm excited about what we're talking about today because maybe it'll help me uh, kind of budget or <laughs> the power the power of compound in- interest to um, you know gain money instead of losing it all in Vegas. So <laughs> that's right. Uh, today's topic is the power of con- compound interest and um, investing early. So um, let's go ahead and get started with our. Financial expert, certified financial planner, Tanner Bortnam. So let's just start off the podcast. I think everybody most should be familiar with this concept, compound interest. Um, but Tanner, take it away and, and explain what exactly that is. Yeah, well, I think the perfect way to start is uh, quoting Einstein, who said that compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. Um, you know, Those who understand it will prosper from it. Those who do not understand it will pay it. Um, and you know, with that kind of grand entrance, uh, your compound interest is 
I mean, basically what the words are, it's, it's interest on your investments compounding over time. Um, you know, so for an easy example, if you have a uh, hundred dollars in an investment account and you earn 5% interest on it, the next year you will have $105. And then that $105 earning 5% interest will earn uh, like 550. So then you'll have $110 and 50 cents. And so it, the compound interest helps your initial investment grow and then also adds to your investment so that it's growing at a faster rate um, as time goes on. And uh, another analogy I've heard used that I really like is, you know, thinking about um, our lives as, you know, like, like a hill or a mountain and we're creating a snowball and, you know, as the snowball rolls down the hill, um, it keeps getting bigger and bigger because it continues to add more snow. And that's that's compound interest. You don't have to do a lot. You just got to get it put in motion. And as that snowball rolls down the hill, it'll keep getting bigger and bigger solely for the fact of leaving that money invested in and letting your money make money. And then there's more money in there, which makes more money and more money and so on and so forth um, as you continue on through your life. Yeah, I don't think it's exactly the uh, um, concept of compound interest, but I remember um, in, I think, fourth grade, um, our teacher asked us, I know, we're nine, eight, nine, ten years old um, at that point, you know, if, and this might be familiar for you, Tanner, or our listeners, but would you rather have a penny a day and it's doubled every 30 days or for 30 days um, or would you take a million dollars? Um, and I remember that exercise, like, well, yeah, let's take the million bucks. Um, <laughs> but if you take a penny a day for 30 days and double it, it's actually over $5 million. So I think that was a cool little exercise and story from um, grade school that um, I still remember. I wish I would have acted on it and, you know, shoved <laughs> some money in <laughs> at 10 years old. Let's Yeah. Found that investment uh, that doubles every day. Well, that, or just, you know, it, it, I think it was a good exercise for compound interest in, in a sense, but mm -hmm. also, um, you know, investing early. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that that is a really good, um, a really good exercise. Kudos to your fourth grade teacher for doing that. I wish, uh, more kids were, you know, exposed to this, um, you know, compound interest and, and how it works, uh, and, and the true power of it, um, you know, at an earlier age. Cause you know, that's, that's the, the other part of this podcast is, you know, investing early and allowing that compound interest to work for more years. The more years you allow it to work for you, the less effort you have to put in to you know, reach your goal. Um, you know, for example, if you set a goal of I want to, you know, have a million dollars. If you start at age twenty and put in X amount of money, and you don't need it till retirement at sixty-five, you know, that's forty-five years worth of compound interest being able to work. That's a really, really big hill that you've created. So you don't need as big of a snowball to start with to get to that point because it has a lot longer of a hill to keep working and, and adding and getting bigger and bigger. Whereas if you don't start till you're age 40, well now, you know, you only have uh, 25 years 
of, and so your hill's shorter. And so you need to put in a lot more work by creating that bigger snowball because you don't have as many years to accumulate and for that compound interest to work for you. So, you know, starting early is really, really, really key. I, I, uh, anytime I talk with a young person, um, you know, I, that is the number one factor, uh, I talk about is starting early, just even if it's not a ton and you don't think it's going to matter, it all helps. It all matters. And the earlier you start, the better off you will be uh, because it's, again, it's a, it's a factor of time. Any, anytime something's going on in the markets, you know, you can find different areas to try to find gains and, you know, there, there's different things going on. You can do different tactics with taxes. You can do different tactics with financial planning. The one thing I cannot do is get people more time prior to retirement. Like, you know, that ship has sailed. If you wait until you're 25 to start investing and putting money into retirement, you've missed out on, you know, four years. I mean, it, I, I guess it depends when you entered the workforce. If you wait until you're 30, you missed another five. If you wait till you're 40, you've missed another 10 on top of that. And it just, it really, really adds to the difficulty and you're going to have to put in a lot more work in terms of saving and saving a lot more of your paycheck to catch up. And so if there's one thing uh, that young people um, can take away from especially this episode is please, please, please do yourself a favor and start early. I think it was you that told me that the Chinese proverb of the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. <laughs> That's second, right. Second best time is, is now. Yes. So, um, yeah. So I, I kind of felt that way. I, as someone that, you know, I, with the job and all that kind of stuff, you've got your benefits and, but I've, I've, you know, I've kind of come late to the, the party with, um, some additional contributions and, and saving more of that paycheck. Um, you get kind of, FOMO in a way of, yeah, I made a mistake. I should have been doing this a long time ago, but you know, life is life. Um, some people have different, um, situations, so you can't, uh, fault yourself for not, for not, um, starting earlier. I think it's, you got to pat yourself on the back with identifying and, and starting now. So, um, maybe this is that time, this episode is you're listening. Maybe it's like, yeah, this is the time we, the, the second best time is now. So we're going to yeah. start now. And, and that's, that's the big key. I, you know, is, you know, yeah, you don't want to feel bad for not starting earlier because there's nothing you can do about that, but that means you need to start now, you know, to make sure you don't feel bad and that you don't, you know, it doesn't get worse. It's going to be worse. Absolutely. So it doesn't get worse. Start now. Do yourself a favor. Start now, whatever your age is, if you haven't done it, start now, you know, even if you're, 45 years old and you haven't saved anything for retirement start now it's only going to be worse if you wait till 50 you know or whatever like now is is the best time because you like you said with the the that chinese proverb like we can't go back and have you start 20 years ago or five years ago or 10 years ago or any of that so you can only start now so again do yourself a favor and do that and also if you have started i'd look at increasing your contributions because again, an increase to your contributions now is going to have more impact than the exact same increase to your contributions five years from now. So the more you can get into an investment account, a retirement account, you know, the more you can save towards your financial plan at a younger age, the 
astronomically better position you're going to be in at retirement just from starting now and from continuing to review that and adding more if you can because it's going to make the back end of those years a lot more comfortable for you and a lot easier because you don't have to play catch up and you're not having to put tons and tons and tons of money into a retirement account in your later years just again just to try to catch up you're you're letting that money and that compound interest work for you and you don't have to do anything for it it's there it does it on its own you just have to start i'm a visual person tanner do you when you sit down with your clients do you give someone like uh do you have a a calculator of of some sort or um a spreadsheet that you can kind of put in figures of if you save x amount this is based on an average rate of return this is what you'll be at to help your help clients visualize that yes this whatever small or big um, monthly savings is gonna contribute a lot more and and grow a lot more in, in the future yeah it's that's all built into the financial planning software that i use for clients um it doesn't just look at that that gets incorporated into it so you know of course if you know a client that's 30 years old if we're looking at what would happen if they increase their contributions 500 bucks a month what's that going to do to their financial plan it will extrapolate that out and we'll see that but it's also going to bring in all other things aspects of their financial plan so it's not just on the dollars and cents of just that contribution um but for anyone that you know doesn't have a, an advisor that does comprehensive planning like that um you know there's there's financial calculators out there and and you know in preparation for this podcast i went out and did one so we can kind of go over some numbers just to show people you know the power of compound interest and give a concrete example and so um, I created two fictitious people. Um, you know, let's call one Earl started early like that. And uh, <laughs> um, sort of yeah, there we go. Thank you. Uh, and then I don't know. You can while I'm going over that, you can think of someone with an L for someone that started late. Uh, but you know, with Earl who started early, uh, you know, again, I just made up numbers to keep him similar but Earl started at age 25 so 40 years before retirement at 65 he had 40 years worth of compound interest he puts $400 a month into his retirement account we're gonna assume an interest rate of 8% it's very reasonable to um, expect that that's approximately you know what the markets have done over history and we compound it monthly at age 65, Earl has just under $1.4 million in his account. The total contributions that he put in was $192,000. Compound interest made up almost $1.2, yeah, just over $1.2 million of his portfolio because he had so many years of compound interest working for him. Now, let's flip over to who's our next person's name there, Adam? Layla, she's late. Okay, Layla is late. Um, she starts at age 40, so she only has 25 years to save for retirement. 
to get her. Everything else is the same. Monthly contributions, uh, 8% interest rate. But I calculated to find out how much is she going to have to put in per month to catch up and to get to that same $1.4 million in retirement. She has to put in $1,470 a month. That's about 3.5 times more money per month just to catch up. And in the same token, by the time she hits retirement, she will have put in $441,000 of her own money. So she's not getting nearly the same compound interest effect. You know, she's at uh, 950,000 roughly, just over 960 of compound interest. We're in the first one, uh, who are we using? Earl, you know, had $1.2 million of compound interest. He had to put in so much less of his own money to get to the exact same point just because he happened to start early. So hopefully that kind of helps giving, putting some numbers to this, um, and, and, you know, allowing our listeners to hear what, you know, drastically different that would be. Now, and, and if, if, uh, you know, Layla using that name for, for the person who starts late, if she would start even later, the number is going to be even higher that she has to put in just to catch up. And so again, if that, hopefully that drives home what we're trying to say here of please, please, please just start early. It makes it so much easier for you. You have to put in less of your own money. You're allowing compound interest and what's called the rule of 72, which we'll get to here in just a second. But you're allowing that to work for you and on your behalf. And rather than not doing anything now, kicking the can down the road, and then it's a bigger problem that you have to work so much harder. You have to work 3.5 times harder in the situation that I created, that hypothetical. You have to work 3.5 times harder by waiting rather than just starting now. Something that I think should be in freshman and high school level math classes, exercise versus exercise. Simple (laughs) formula. Not just that. All high schools, I know we touched on this one of our first podcasts, all high schools need to have a financial class, you know, um, personal finance class to go over this and and all sorts of other things that just unfortunately is not being taught or at least not being taught well enough in you know most high schools because this is everyone has to deal with this. Um, doesn't matter if you're a doctor, a lawyer, an artist, uh, a musician. You know, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what your profession is. You make money, and you're trying to save for retirement, in which compound interest will have a drastic effect, either for or against you, depending upon how you work with it, and you know, it just, it's not taught, um, or like I said, or at least not taught enough because unfortunately too many people don't know about this or, you know, don't know enough about it to take advantage of it. It's, it costs nothing to have compound interest work for you. It's available to everyone. All we have to do is just start early. Three classes that they should teach in high school, personal finance, life skills with cooking in there and or woodworking or just generic tools and handyman. (laughs) 
And that was the two that I, those are two of those I, I remember taking. And I think most people have just shop or, or life skills, but I don't, I don't know if it was me failing at it or identifying it, but that first personal finance class, it's just, it's wild to me. Yeah. That, that isn't just, I mean, everything you learn in those classes are, um, you know, the basic math classes can easily be infused with a little spin or a little taste of personal finance. You can still learn the same concepts. Um, it was just always, I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, like, uh, you know, again, I went to a very, very small school, so we have to take that with a grain of salt. We obviously had less classes available to us, but right, we had, same. we had shop, we had home at class. Um, you know, we had, uh, I can't remember exactly what it's called. We built a house. I took that class where we, we and we literally built a house um, throughout really? the year. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Um, but there was not, there was accounting, but there was not a personal finance class. And then sure. moving forward, even to undergrad, I mean, I had a business degree with finance, and the personal finance class was an elective that you could choose to take. That in even college, in a business degree, was not a requirement. That blows my mind. Like, this needs to be, I'm, I'm 100% with you. It needs to be in high school, and it needs to be mandatory. Because like I said, every person makes money. Every person tries to save money. Every person needs to deal with this. You know, if you're a professional orchestra player, it probably didn't do you a lot of good knowing how to do uh, you know, chemistry, because that's not your field of study, yet it's still required class for people to take. You know, so it, it confuses me why we don't have personal finance that's taught since it literally will impact every person's life and we don't have it be a mandatory class. And at you know, schools we grew up in, it wasn't even offered, wasn't even an option to take if you wanted to. So, but that in and of itself is a rabbit hole we don't need to continue down <laughs> get off your soapbox well yeah yeah we're not we're not changing the public education uh unfortunately so um that should be our goal well yeah but another concept that we may learn in that personal finance class would be the rule of 72 yes and i know that's something that we've talked about in other episodes yep but we have so just a refresher on that in case you didn't listen uh you know happen to tune into that podcast um the rule of 72 is just the amount of time for your assets to double. Um, so for easy math, if you are getting a return on your investments of 7.2%, your assets will double in 10 years. And why I wanted to make sure we kind of went over that is it plays absolutely perfectly into the reason of why compound interest and why starting early is so important because if you only have 20 years for retirement um, when you start investing, there's only 20 years left before you retire, you only give yourself a potential for your investments to double twice. Now, again, if you get a better return than 7.2, um, it can double faster. So if you get 10% return, obviously, then it's doubling every 7.2 years. The problem with that is, is you have to be more aggressive to go get those higher returns, which brings in more risk, which is typically what you want to be pairing back the older you get. So again, if you 
start at age 45. You only have 20 years left. You only give yourself two, maybe three shots at your money doubling. Whereas if you start at age 20, uh, you know, you're looking at 45 years, you know, it's four and a half times or more if you get better returns than 7.2 that your money can double. And so again, you just, you have to put in so much less over your lifetime if you just start early, which means, and again, as a young person, I get it. Like this is my world. I, I understand these rules. So I started early, but you know, trust me, it, it isn't fun. There's so many other things as a young person. There's, you know, fear of missing out. There's a social media, there's this, there's trips, there's everyone else seems to be spending their money and having fun and you don't want to miss out on that. But we are all only going to make so much money over our lifetimes. And wouldn't you rather take, I don't know, 10 or 15% of that out and start early and only have to put in 10 to 15% and get you to your goal rather than putting in nothing for a, you know, a while and then starting and having to play catch up. And now all of a sudden you're putting in 30 or 40% of your income to try to catch up. You know, where's that pain point for you? And I look at it as, yeah, the more I can put in now means the less I have to put in down the future. Uh, or, or down the road because I've, I've done the work now and I have to do so much less work now just because we're starting you know, at a younger age. Right. And for those, um, I was kind of in the middle like of the, uh, I, my, my higher earning years, I'll do it later type thing, but also identifying as much as I can manage to save let's let's do it now right so, yep um either or i guess um so well, as we continue to earn more we'll continue to save more too absolutely and if you more. do it as a percentage of your income as your income goes up your contributions continue to go up but again the, the key to all of it is is you have a good base that you're working with and you started early have people started earlier than you yes however have a lot more people started after you started and unfortunately, the answer to that is yes. And so you have a good base that you're starting with. You know, your hill is still really long before you retire. And so that snowball is going to have plenty of time to grow based on compound interest. And every single time you add money to it every month through your retirement account, you're just adding snow to it. And that snowball gets a little bit bigger so that as one year from now, it's a little bit further down the hill it's going to pick up even more snow because it's bigger than it was, you know, as you continue to add. So you're doing good things, um, you know, and that's what we hope obviously all citizens do because it's, we, we got to, especially young people, you got to save for your own retirement. Don't bank on social security. If you get it, cherry on top, but don't bank on getting it. You need to save for your own. And another thing it's you know, a little bit off topic, but having a realistic goal of what you need to save for retirement too. I mean, as a young person, you know, if you're in your twenties, a million bucks is probably not going to be enough for you to retire on just because of inflation, which we've talked about in previous episodes, you know, go back and listen to those. It's probably not going to be enough money. You know, a million dollars isn't going to mean the same 40 years from now as it did 
or as it does right now, or as it did 20 years ago, you know? Um, and so realistically, you, you know, anyone that, that wants to retire, you're probably going to be a multimillionaire. Like being a millionaire isn't going to be this huge, amazing thing 40 years from now. Like that's going to be standard. That's going to be what you need to retire. And so having that goal and, and having a good realistic expectation of what you need to save for helps get you on track too for wherever you're at and whatever your age is now you know how much you need to start putting in to get that snowball going let's stop talking about snow i'm done with it <laughs> ah, i don't mind it because i never see it anymore so <laughs> hey it's 45 degrees today and uh the snow is starting to melt just in time for a big snowstorm tomorrow oh well Fun, fun, fun. Uh, yep. Yep. But since our last podcast was pretty long, I think uh, unless you have any other questions, we'll end this one earlier. Um, I don't have a lot more to say. You know, definitely, I think we've shown and and talked about why it's so important to to start early and and utilize that compound interest. You got anything you need? Any more questions? Nope. That was it. Start early and use that eighth wonder of the world, compound interest. It's a beautiful thing. That it is. That it is. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, like Adam said, this is our 15th podcast, so we're enjoying putting these together. We enjoy uh, you know, all the feedback we're getting from our listeners. If you have any questions or uh, comments, that uh, topics of things you want us to go over, uh, please shoot us an email at podcast at financiallysharp.com. It's podcast at financiallysharp.com. Uh, also, feel free to leave us a review, subscribe um, to whatever uh, service that, that you tune in to us on. And uh, once again, we, just, we really appreciate you all. And uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, everyone. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. This podcast does not engage in rendering legal, tax, financial, or other professional services. Investment advisory services are offered through Harmony Wealth, a registered investment advisor authorized to do business in states where registered or otherwise exempt from registration. If you have questions pertaining to your specific situation, please contact Harmony Wealth at 602-935-5155 or at HarmonyWealthAZ.com. 